Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I pick that spot right where it picks up. Imagine those Vegas performances in the early 70s. Oh, how many? 250-pound man. How many times was this performed in Vegas? Absolutely. Big closer. I, I will say it is my favorite Elvis song. Love it. Yeah, I, I do love it. His last uh, number one hit, right? Yeah. Yep. During his lifetime. I, I During his he, lifetime, yes. But he had something else good at number one since. A little less conversation. Like, it's funny more. how he's so much less relevant now to like young, like young kids sometimes don't even know who Elvis is. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he is. You know, it's funny. The person but I that guess is, the generation. So like, so the, you know who's most responsible for bringing Elvis back to like the youth of America? Uh, a single per. There's a single person. Yeah, as an artist, she's an she's an artist. So she's an artist. She must have done an Elvis cover. Is that how it became? Nah, she was just obsessed. Like she used to keep a shrine to him. Miley. Yes, Miley yeah. Cyrus, and she does. She does uh, Elvis cover "Blue Christmas." She's done like lots of Elvis covers, but I think she's probably the most responsible. Has she had for... a song in like ever? Her new for song's somebody good. her age. You got her new song? Let's hear it. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard Miley's new song? I do not listen to pop radio. You might find that hard to believe. I do not. <laughs> I just I just, to... I just figured that uh, the the because of the quizzo aspect right and the bars and whatever you are subjected to everything that is no if you come to one of my quizzo uh, games you will be listening to classic rock <laughs> yes you will be listening to <laughs> the who all right here you go you ready listening to Miley's new hit ladies and gentlemen WNBC. I think, I think like somebody her age should have a hit out every so often. This is the number two song in the United States right now. I heard you on the phone last night. We live and die by pretty lies, you know it. It's just, it's funny how my reaction is always just to dislike. <laughs> I don't even know if this is bad or not. It's just my initial reaction to pop music is always like, ah. This song has a distinctly country feel to me. Yeah. It's produced by Mark Ronson. Who I like. So I am a fan of Mark Ronson. And then it kind of has like a little genre twist there. This is easily been my least favorite thing I've heard from Mark Ronson. 
Put that on it. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. You're, you're, you're hearing what you're hearing. Oh, fuck, Mark. What, what is this? I don't know. It has like a Jolene quality. It does to have me. a Jolene quality. You're right. It does have that. It just sounds whiny. I don't know. Nothing breaks like a heart. So, I could have written this in uh, about 15 minutes. You know, I mean, uh, listen, I got nothing bad to say about Miley Cyrus. No, I, I do like I, Miley. I, I, I just, I'm a fan of hers. That song is not since, my favorite uh, song. Don't get me wrong, but it's not terrible, and it came out last week. I mean, does she have ago. two songs? Oh, by the way, that like song was released three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. 89 million hits. Oh, I'm not saying that she's not popular. That, that is sure. not my point at all. Just yeah, wondering party if in there's the any USA good music coming out of her. 323 million. You know, Malibu is 376. But Wrecking Ball, 361. Like, I didn't like Wrecking Ball either. So No, I don't that, like that song. We Can't Stop. I like that song. Yeah, I know you you like that song a little bit more than I do, but it's not a bad song. Uh, I like my favorites are Party in the USA and The Climb. You like uh, War is Over? You want to hear her do that with uh, Sean Lennon? Yeah, okay. So you got that because that just came out too. This is, Christmas. is she putting this on an al- Is this an album? No one does albums anymore. Really? No one does albums? This huh? song is called War is Over, a tribute to John Lennon. Another year over. I do like her voice. Yeah, she has a good voice, and it doesn't sound overly produced. So I don't. I don't, give I don't that. like when Ariana Grande goes. <laughs> I want. I, I just wonder if she's running into some kind of a writer's block situation because the the songs just seem not that dynamic. She write and anything? What are you talking about? She gets all of her stuff. So whoever else is writing, like Sia, is not coming up with good stuff or Babyface. So she has no artistic input into these into this music? I'm sure she does, but like Mark Ronson wrote that one for her, so Julian Lennon's on this one. I mean again I guess the truth is really what do I know about what kids today are gonna want to listen to? So. This is a great this is great I mean Miley doing other people's great work is uh, is great. Yeah, this is great. Sean Ono Lennon. He's listed on here as Sean Ono Lennon. Oh, no! (laughs) You think that's what they said when she walked in? Oh, no, mate. (laughs) She got her nickname. Yoko Ono. Oh, no. Should we remind the world the kind of music Yoko Ono produces, which is the exact opposite? Go into your cabinet, take two pans, bang them together. And scream. Right. And uh, take your cat, if you've got one, take its tail and twist it in a knot and see the noise it makes. I mean, but her voice is rocking. Yeah, this, this is, is good. Yeah, this is I like good. it. It's got a, I don't hear Sean Ono Lennon at all. Does he come in with a rap? Probably a good thing. Is he in the background? Yeah, that's him in the, ba- that's him in the background. Easy enough. They're like, all right, Sean, here's your part. You're going to stay in the deep, 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 distant background and go. Well, I wonder if, uh, who owns the rights to the song? Yoko. Right. So why do you Sean, Yoko, Well, that's Lennon probably right, but here's involved. the, because Miley probably gets a better cut because of that, <laughs> yeah. the other right, right, yeah. Exactly. 
I like it though. You know, I love the song. And like, Very if you good. listen to Very these good. days, sorry everybody, we were blasting that in your ear there. So <laughs> bringing a little Christmas music back. But if you listen to um, those Christmas stations on satellite radio these days, or yeah, whatever, if I listen to if I listen to it, I spend six weeks a year because your wife is obsessed yeah. with Christmas music. But what in happens now is they're off of all of the classic stuff I grew up with, and it's all these remakes of the stuff yeah, with these okay popular with it. artists. It's a different spin, but I still like what I grew I, up. They do have to. holiday classics. I think yes, they I either think have that's it on. It's, yeah. it's now like classic rock is now Pearl Jam, and I'm like, what? What? Right. Like, hey? Since when is this classic rock? Right. Right. It's uh, 1985. But yeah, we've been listening to that same stuff for 30 years. It's not bad to uh, freshen it up, update it. It's nice to take a uh, a walk down Miley Cyrus. Okay, you know, some of it's good and some of it's bad. We just dedicated a 15-minute chunk to Miley. So I hope you're happy, Miley. I'm glad you're a fan of the podcast, and congratulations on being pregnant. Did you know she's, she's pregnant already? That didn't take long. She put, she responded to some, because uh, the first question for you, but since we spent all day talking about her, it's not really a question I can ask anymore because it seemed pretty obvious, is who posted a original Twitter egg icon in response to people uh, speculating on whether or not she is carrying a child? And the answer is Miley Cyrus. So what did she do? Because I don't that, understand you know, any of that language. When, when you sign up for Twitter back in the day, <laughs> when you sign your, up for Twitter. your profile icon used to be an egg. It Oh, because it's Twitter, right? The bird? Right, right. Because you haven't hatched yet. You didn't put an avatar. You didn't put a picture up. So it was just an egg. Now they put like a little, you know, like silhouette of a person because the egg was just annoying because it was just eggs talking to each other on a lot of people never changed that picture. Okay. She, so there's a lot of so people. She with just responded that to egg. some internet post with a picture of that egg. Yeah. I'm sure my Twitter probably has the egg. Either no, the egg we or changed the... it to, uh, uh, to your dog. Oh, like, it's my dog. I, I want my dog. Okay. My, yeah, yeah. It's your dog. Yeah, if, if you if you search for for Nick from the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, you will find a golden retriever. That's funny. My dog place. is also my Venmo. Yeah, it's everything. Uh, yeah, your dog is basically my, your, your go to LinkedIn account. The way I show myself to the dog. dog. Right. Oh yeah, the um, see me the WhatsApp on right, right, uh, WhatsApp. See me through my dog. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, all right, I got my first question for you. I don't have a lot for you today. Today we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants. Oh a little man, bit. I I am so loaded with yeah, stuff. So I have some interesting, we'll, we'll but, but 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 what I what I lack in quantity, I make up for in quality today. Wow. So I'm going to give you this one. Um, what was founded? Well, jeez, you know, you have to ask questions differently than I ask the public. You get that, right? Oh, I do. I, see, I do it to yeah, you. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know. So, do you know what the name of the founder of the National Enquirer is? Yeah, Pekka. <laughs> How do you forget? How do you forget Pekka? David. David Peckers. David. David Pecker. David Peckers. Pecker. His name is David Pecker. I know his wife's name. Karen. Karen Pecker. Karen Pecker. David and Karen Pecker. David Pecker. So you, what, what happens is if you grow up as David Pecker, what you do is you, you launch a magazine. And get you get everybody's dirt, <laughs> and you put it on the front page in every grocery aisle across the country, and that's how your life. I don't know how out. I went forty years in and my existence without knowing Pecker. that David Pecker was there doing things. But holy moly, I, what a name! Anybody whose uh, last name is Pecker, I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a quarterback, if you're a running back, if your last name is Pecker in anything public, Pecker. I'm going to give you a piece of advice: change it. Pecker go, is go just to one, of the, one of the great. Go to go to Davis. I love go it. To Pecker, you're, Pecker, you've been wearing it. the Pecker flag. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is Mr. and Mrs. Pecker. It's one of my favorite words. Would you go Woody? Would you Woody name Pecker? Your kid Woody Pecker. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woody Packer. This is, is my child, Woody great. Packer. What are you going to say about it? Where are you not What's going to What's the best female name? name for the last Packer? Uh, May. Right? May. He's a good right? one. And then May Irene Packer. is a middle name, so her initials are May I Packer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's... I don't know what that means, but it sounds wrong. All right, so uh, David Pecker's on the board. National Enquirer. How about Will? <laughs> Will Pecker? Richard? Dick Pecker? Dick Pecker's a little too obvious. David and Karen Pecker. Yeah, Will Pecker. Will Pecker's nice. Apparently they're huge beneficiaries to the uh, like Jewish family. Uh, in oh, he's what a Jewish a- Pecker? He is a Jewish Packer. Oh, boy. And he's a large donor to uh, So you're saying he's a large Packer? Yes. In huge terms of his Packer. Pe- he's a huge Packer in terms of his Packer donations. And it's, what's and just funny pe- about it is... the Packer Foundation is probably huge, The guy huge makes his too. living and he makes his bones dirt. pretty much ruining so people's like Rob, lives. Robin Hood, basically. Yeah, Stealing from the rich and, and gives to the Packer. The, uh, All right, fire your first general cinema. knowledge Packer question away uh, at me for... All right, do you know the what state round. that Microsoft was founded? In what state was Microsoft founded? Yeah, I'm going to say California. All right, well, you were you were on it enough to realize it was not in the state it's not of Seattle. Wa- it's of not Washington. Wa- Washington, no. I remember. So I would have thought about, Washington. Yeah, but I vague, like, so, okay, so Gates went to, so it could be Massachusetts because Gates went to school in Massachusetts. But I vaguely remember some sort of story about him having a lot of interaction with uh, with uh, Steve Jobs in California and in the Silicon Valley area having some roots there. Okay, so, so no, a little off. Illinois. I mean. New Mexico. Founded right? in Albuquerque. I have, I have never once in the history of my life ever put those two together. So I wouldn't have got, that would have been my last state guest. I would have been Hawaii. Do you know where uh, Bezos is from, was born? New York. Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. Yes, really? there's some something going on in the water in Albuquerque. There's some, the, the original Microsoft. Is he the most team. attractive person ever from New Mexico? Is that what's going on here? Have you ever seen a picture from him from 1998? Yeah, I saw an interview of him from 1998. Whatever that guy did over the last 30, and obviously it takes about 100 billion dollars to like live up to his life. But yeah, he's he's added like 35 pounds of muscle. Yeah, he Somehow looks, got better looking as a bald man. He he and, looks like, like uh, got that a jaw. Who's that actor? I absolutely love the guy, but he was um, so he was in uh, Fargo, not Fargo, uh, Macy? Uh, not, not Fargo, not Fargo. I'm sorry. He was in um, Juno. He's the dad in Juno. Uh, oh yeah, he was in Whiplash. Whiplash. He's on those commercials. Yeah, he's on the commercials for State Farm. All right, I'll get his name. But yeah, it's, it's so he won an Academy Award. Yeah, yeah he's for amazing. Uh, his name is like Jay something. K- Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Right. Love that guy. Yeah. That's what Jeff Bezos looks like now. He looks like sort of J.K. Simmons. Okay, is that a little younger feel? Yeah, yeah, like a younger, like a young J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a nicer J.K. Simmons. He, you know where J.K. Simmons has one of the best roles ever is Party Down. Remember Party yes, Down? Yes, I love Party Down. He plays Down. this like producer, this like psychotic yes. movie and producer. Yes, he, he just yells and curses at everybody on the everything, phone. Everything, and he can't even take him seriously because all he ever does is just everything is right. Yeah. I will tear you by the nuts <laughs> and take your tongue off and shove it down your goddamn throat. It's like. You want a napkin? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I yeah. want a napkin. <laughs> like every every single thing he says is just so foul and over the top. I also like Joey uh, Adams. Is that the girl uh, who was his wife on Party Down? In that, who yes. was like sleeping with whoever. 
Yeah, she was in one of the Kevin Smith movies earlier. Yeah, on. I love it. Chase and Amy. Yeah. Yeah, that's Amy. All right. Um, okay, so we got that one out of the way. Uh, you want more? Let's see. I, I have one I could give you okay. uh, as well. So I asked this uh, as a true or false question on the last quiz. Was true or false a gold record requires a million albums? No, it sell. doesn't. That's it a do- platinum. That is correct. That is a platinum. But I want you to answer this question. Which I always thought was strange because doesn't five – and now, I mean, forget it. You can't sell 500,000 albums no matter what. But at the time with album sales, aren't you surprised that gold didn't take a million? Because almost everything sold. It was a million. It was a nice benchmark. Yeah. Yeah, it just did, that felt like uh, they needed a lower threshold to get more – yeah, gold or maybe when they started with the gold records, five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand was a amount. lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true because that was certified. You know, Billboard was. But it was kind of. Like, it became time. the point where it was like a gold record. Like, didn't even matter. It's like you put on a record. It was gold. So, do you know how many you have to sell to be certified diamond? Ten million. Yes, you were all over that. Yeah, that was like. When it comes to album sales. You know, you know. Nick knows. Don't ask. No, <laughs> don't bring that. Note to future shit self. Into my house. Do not <laughs> ask Nick any questions about album sales. He will answer them. I, I got one for you here, okay. and, and this is sort of. Uh, I just. I don't think you're going to know this. I certainly didn't. But the toy company, or what toy company, uh, was popular in the 1980s for bringing us a Cabbage Patch Kids. Now, it's a toy company that I knew of, but I associated with something totally different than Cabbage Patch Kids. And that's why okay, I was so surprised. I had a Cabbage Patch Kid. So this is so where what you, company this is where you're, this brought is where you you're, Cabbage Patch Kids. Right, so for you, some reason, Hasbro that, is like the first thing that comes to my mind, but I know it's not that. And so I, I Cabbage also, Patch Kids got bought up by one of the larger toy companies, groups. but when they hit the market, under all that popularity, they were owned by a smaller toy company, which – and again – Is it a name that people know, that smaller I know this name, but like, I know it from a different like Whammo? Okay, fine. That, it would That'd be, be something like guess. that. When you think of Whammo, you would think of uh, like, uh, Frisbees. Frisbees or whatever. Right, but right. you don't think of – it's something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, so like a G.I. Joe or something. Let's see. Like a Mattel? Right. That's probably who bought, bought it. Bought it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So – Nah, not going to get it. This company actually began as the Connecticut Leather Company. <laughs> does that give you anything? It does not. <laughs> it gives me Coleco. Not. Good for them. Coleco. Yeah, Connecticut Coleco Leather Vision. Company. Coleco Vision. That was like a an Atari. Right, it was a game console. I always think of Coleco as that, remember that football game, that handheld yeah, yeah, where it was yeah. like two dots and you'd try sure. to rush the football, football and get a blocker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a Coleco game. Okay. Yeah, I, I know the name, but I never would have guessed yeah, that. that just, I didn't but think I, I get it. That. It's totally unassociated with uh, with that. All right, uh, here's a question. Okay. Who has more permanent teeth, humans or dogs? Humans. Quick answer, but when I think of all the space in my dog's teeth, between my dog's teeth. You would be wrong. Dogs have more teeth, huh? 42 to 32. Okay. Dog. Interesting. I guess. Woof, woof. Spend some more time looking at my dog's mouth. <laughs> if you went near my dog's breath, you would spend less time near my dog's mouth. <laughs> you, do you feed your dog human food? Uh, I I feed my dog this, uh, you know, refrigerated uh, food, like the like the chunky meat food that you get at the, you know, in the refrigerated aisle at the pet aisle. All right, so it's still pet food. Yeah, it's it's pet but it, food, but, but it, it's soft. It smells. Oh yeah, you don't want to get you okay. don't smell. Because my dog, I, all I feed her is dry. Yeah, but my dog, dog has, food, my dog has terrible, no smell. terrible, terrible allergies. 
her ears get infected and she can't have any like. Oh so yeah, just, I mean, my, I, I have to yeah, deal with dog so can much. smell, but the breath is I can't deal with a dog that has stink breath. I don't get close enough to my dog anymore <laughs> to smell her stink breath. I just know it's there. I just know uh, it's there. Probably spend more. All right, I'm close with my dog than anything else. Fair enough. Uh, you want to move on to sports, uh, or do you want to stick with one more? Uh, I'll give you one more. Knowledge. Why not? Okay. Uh, what 89-year-old Manhattan skyscraper is for sale? 89-year-old Manhattan skyscraper for sale. I was not aware. Let's see. So look. It's uh, funny for me to even think of this as being like something that could be sold. <laughs> Right, so is it like the iron building that that, that corner, flat iron that building? Flat iron building? It's not. Oh, okay. What is but it? But it's like that. The Chrysler building. The Chrysler building would have been my next guess. Yeah. All right. Fair Isn't enough. That crazy that like that could just be sold. Sure. Got any idea of what the market evaluation for such an item would be? A lot. Oh yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Got to be in the high billions, right? $800 million. All right, so less. I would think of the same thing. Like, you look a at something like dollars, that in Manhattan, yeah. and you're thinking, like, it's got to be Chrysler, a billion dollars, it's right? A Chrysler building. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of liability in addition to it because. Well, I think they. Those. I think what they do is they figure out how many square feet of office space there is and then just multiply it by. What do you think a square foot of office space in Manhattan goes for these days? Oh, my God. One square foot. So it's 45 a, bucks. Nine hundred and eighty-five dollars. It's ridiculous for one square foot of office space. In Northfield, it was like six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. And no traffic. No traffic. You ever try to get across Manhattan? No. On a work day. I only go to one place now. It's Walt Clyde Frazier's. <laughs> yeah, right by I the went, tunnel. Right by the Lincoln you can Tunnel. Shoot hoops in the restaurant. In the restaurant, use they a weird a bathroom that list. just kind of come out of nowhere. Whatever. It's a personal bathroom. Perfect. Uh, nothing like a personal bathroom. It's the best. And, uh, yeah, good food. Great food. <laughs> Reasonable service. Uh, that's funny. All right. Let's move it. That was your transition to sports right there. All right, <laughs> good. Mentioning, what team did Walt Clyde Frazier play for? Uh, what former heavyweight champion was named after a former heavyweight champion? Lennox Lewis? Let's see. I didn't think that through right. fast enough. What former heavyweight champion was named after a former heavyweight champion? Like Joe Johnson. I'm kind of asking this to you a little more difficult than I am to the Joe Lewis general public. I was going to see if I could uh, Jack Johnson get this through you first. Rocky Marciano. I, I might just go true false. Oh, Sylvester this. Stallone. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> After Rocky Marciano. Yeah. No, no. Um, I don't think people know this guy was a heavyweight champion. He's a recent heavyweight champion. Uh, That's what uh, Tyson Fury. Yes. Named after Mike Tyson? Yes. Okay. That would have been my... He was the named only, after Mike Tyson. The only possible guess I could have given you. Mike Tyson was the heavyweight champion when he was born, and his dad named him after. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's so ever, weird. Have you ever I seen... I don't feel like I'm old enough for this stuff to be happening. Now, have you ever I'm seen like... Tyson Fury? Plus, like, when we were kids, George Foreman came out of retirement at, like, 50 and was still boxing. Yep. So, like, you're thinking, like, all right, Tyson Fury, a guy named after Mike Tyson could fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... I don't think Mike Tyson has anything left to fight for, except the demons. Fighting the demons every day, folks. <laughs> it's a good interview. You could watch. You know you're a piece you know, of shit, you, man. You, you, you know you're a piece of You know you're a real piece of shit, right, man? Oh, come on, Mike. Come no, on, I'm Mike. not. I'm just asking you about your rape allegations and the rape and the rape. And I said rape three times in the opening introduction sentence. Hey, Mike, when you served all that time for rape, 
How did you feel about the rape? Rape. Oh, man, you know what? You're not a nice guy. You're a snake. You know that? Did you, did you see where uh, Tim Tebow celebrated his recent engagement? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Abstinence Festival. <laughs> the Abstinence EDM Festival. It's... Um... <laughs> Where does a 31-year-old virgin who's engaged to a former Miss Universe... He can't be a virgin anymore. He's engaged. They... Oh, you know what that means. What? What does it mean? Starts with an A and ends with an L. I'll let you fill in the, <laughs> the other letters for what Tim and his fiance are up to. They're soaking, or they're breaking the... Uh... Oh, right. Yeah, I heard that the new thing with soaking is that they jump on the bed. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like <laughs> the jumping on the bed. That's great. That's fantastic. I'll jump on the bed for you if you he, jump on the bed for me. He's very, very wealthy because he got kangaroos, so it's actually very easy. They have a, a floor bed. He gets kangaroos, <laughs> puts kangaroos. them in the room. Everything's great. He could soak all night long. How does a 31-year-old minor league baseball player land a former Miss Universe? I mean, have you seen his fiance? Yeah. It, it's pretty ridiculous. It's not surprising. Really? It's weird, I, but I don't, I mean, I, I don't, first of all, I don't believe he's a virgin. You never hear him talk about it. You just hear everybody speculating about it. Okay, like, I, like, I don't believe. Like it. Aaron Rodgers pulls Danica Patrick in, and you're like, all right, that makes sense. Super hot, successful, sure. uh, nice match. race car driver, interesting athlete. match. Minor league baseball player gets former Miss Universe, most famous college quarterback ever. And and a world-renowned celebrity and worth many, many millions of dollars. First-round pick. How is he Won a playoff many, game. many millions of dollars? Well, first of all, he was a first-round pick in the NFL. So the, sa- the salary he made for the four-year contract he had with the Denver Broncos before he was traded to the Jets averaged about $3.5 million a year. All right. Agent, taxes, this, that. Okay. I mean, come on. Do you know what kind of endorsements deals? No, I don't. Tim That's De- what I'm wondering. Yeah, Tim Tebow has— What has he got? Is he endorsing magic underpants? Any Christian anything, okay, that ever wanted a speaker and was willing to pay for it, went and got Tim Tebow. And his fee, because I've seen his agent fee, was twenty five grand a speech. Oh, I believe that. Okay. I believe he makes 25000 a speech. That's about right. That's about market value. Hillary Clinton made so 500000 Why is he carrying 000. his own bag in single-A baseball? Because he's trying to prove that he's a team player who doesn't deserve any special treatment just because he's Tim Tebow. Okay, but he's 31 years old at this point. I mean, yeah, but he draws not... people to the crap. So, like, he, he's got to toe the line. He's got to do that. But the reason they have him is because people go show up to see him play. How was he as a broadcaster? He was okay. I mean, don't you feel like he would be Just great to... for college game day or, yeah, or something like that? He is, and he will, and he will be back. Yeah, and I mean, for that... God's sakes, Matt Leinert gets up there and makes you believe he has credibility talking about knowing what he's doing. Nobody's been a bigger bust in the NFL than Matt Leinert. Yeah, and at least Tim Debow can say, I want a playoff game. You know, I was a first-round pick. I wasn't at this. Like, I know I flamed out of the NFL, but I want a playoff game. You think game. he sends a Christmas present to that field goal kicker every year? Remember? Like, that's how Denver won. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They I won think... that game because they had a guy who the could Jets made like such a tragic yards. mistake with him, and they could have done – they could have used him so effectively. Like, the way Taysom Hill is being used by oh my gosh, New which, Orleans. Which drives me crazy. As a Drew Brees fantasy owner, Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's like you, you drive can... down to the goal, and then they bring in – I don't, I'll save it for when we get into the sports round. But you want to fire a question? We're at in me? the sports Okay, round. I know that. But I'm saying, do you want to fire an actual question? or? Uh... Oh, okay. So Tim Tebow celebrated his, his uh, engagement at Disney World. Of course he did. Disney. <laughs> yeah, I got I some real, I, got some I forgot that Tebow for question yeah. actually had a uh, purpose. Now, now, I'm going to give you this one because this okay. will lead into what I wanted to talk about there. Go ahead. Um, what current NFL player tied Gale Sayers with the most 50-yard 
plus touchdowns in the first three years of his NFL career. So Gale Sayers had the yep. most touchdowns of 50 or more yards in the first three years of an NFL career. This player, active player, tied him with the most 50-plus yard touchdowns. Okay. It's great because I have another Gale Sayers point to make early, uh, in this week. But uh, glad to see his name getting bumped around. Uh, now, does this guy have to have played three years? Mm-hmm. He has played three years. Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm looking for a three. Uh, somebody has been in the league for three years. Correct. 50-yard plays. Now, I think we just went through this last week. Now, Michael Thomas is only in his second year. Correct. Okay, so it can't be him. And this could be running back or receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. it makes it a more interesting question. 50-yard plays are not common. Not, no. No, they are not. Especially not in the way the NFL is constructed these days. Most teams play specifically to make sure... That does not and happen. Especially to the, as a running back. So I'm going to get off running back and, and say it's Tyreek Hill. You got the answer correct, my nice. friend. Tyreek Hill. Did you hear what happened with Tyreek Hill? So you saw he was voted to the Pro Bowl twice. Okay. Right? Turns out the second— What do you mean he was voted to the Pro Bowl twice? What is it? As a receiver and then in special teams. Oh, okay. 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 Which right. makes, makes total sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. Turns out that more than 50% of the votes that were meant for Tyreek Hill in special teams were meant for Taysom Hill. Okay. Of the New Orleans Saints. All right. And the NFL had to come out and say they screwed up because all they did was put T. Hill. And yep. now they don't know. Who got what? Right. So put Hill on the – you've got to put Taysom on the team. I guess. I mean, they'll figure out I mean, out what something. does Tyreek Hill care if well, he's on, on the special teams? He could. They, you, you never have to take something away from him. You could just give to both. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Give it so. to give it to. Taysom. But I thought that was interesting because you have two T. Hills. But, but seriously, Tim Tebow used in a Taysom Hill role – would have been incredibly effective. And it drives me crazy that the Jets had that, and it would have been good, and they just refused to do it. They were running Mark Sanchez on those types of right, plays so I have inside a, the 10. I have a really good take from uh, from somebody else, but the reason why that would never work with Tim Tebow. And, and the problem is, is every time your quarterback throws an interception, because of that Christian love for Tebow in that group, they would want Tebow to get a chance. So, like... Tebow's popularity is what kept Tebow from being able to be just a regular backup court. Yeah, right. Because as soon as your quarterback struggles, then your fan base starts, you know, we want Tebow. And because he won a playoff game and had that credibility, people who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground think that the guy could play quarterback. But here's the thing. In the right circumstance on the right team, you negate that completely by putting him. Bring him back now. Yeah, Drew Brees. Right. You think anybody's saying that over Drew Brees? You think Tim Tebow's going to, like, if he was in the Taysom Hill role and succeeding in that role, people would be like, they got to get rid of this Breeze guy and get in Tebow because he keeps succeeding in that limited you know, role. It's a great spot for him. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Bet. Go for two every time. Sure. Run the option with Tim Tebow. Right. I mean, I, I'm saying there could have been a way to use him. He was almost like, you're right. He was a lightning rod because people were yeah. not patient with him. They right. weren't willing to. They wanted to make him the best player ever. Right. And they weren't willing to let anything else except that. And it happen. didn't help that Josh McDaniel drafted him in the first round either, because no. then you had that you first the round expectations. Yeah. That's crazy. So, all right. Uh, let's see what we got in the world of sports. Uh, do you know how many times, uh, how many minutes you spend in a penalty box for a double minor penalty? Four. Nice. I didn't know if you knew hockey rules. We I know hockey. I know what two times four is. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, Double minor. I mean, I'm sorry, I know what two times two is. Two times like, yeah, two is four. four is, two times four is eight. Yeah, a major is five. Yep. A minor is two. Two. And the double, double is minor four. is four. You got it. 
to the box. The three winningest Clemson football coaches of all time all went to what college? The University of Alabama. Yes. (laughs) I had this question. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah, isn't that great? I had it in my phone, but I forgot to transfer it, but I saw that. What are the odds? It's absolutely insane because Dabo Sweeney, you know when Saban eventually retires – the University of Alabama will do everything in their power he can't to get Sweeney go, to I mean, leave. He yeah, just but can't. You, but you know what? It's his alma mater. And he's so young. He can. Yeah, he, he can. He's young, too. Money talks, my man. Money talks. You give him $5 million more a year oh, than Clemson's going to give him. I don't think Clemson could ever be matched money. Like, like, I they understand have that, match. but at a certain point in time, it just becomes stale. And No, no, and that's true. It, it's not I'm about I'm stale that. of Saban being in Alabama. I, I am ready for him to move on. He's ready. He's done. You know why? Because he gets no consistency with the coordinators anymore because those coordinators keep changing constantly. Oh, this is a great stat. So in the, in the four seasons since this Alabama-Clemson rivalry, right. which Alabama's won two titles and Clemson's won two titles in yep. the last four years. So they just played against each other. Uh, like Clemson it, hasn't lost a single assistant Hasn't coach. lost a single. Yeah, and, and Alabama's and, lost, has one left. Has one left. <laughs> right, That's yes, so right. It, it's in the four years. And just the coordinators yep. of the, he's had seven, court, that's one a year for Leave. four years. Sure. Ex- yeah. yeah. It's a, it's as high profile a job as possible. I asked you last week, you know, who went from USC offensive coordinator to the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals in a month? Mm-hmm. And it's because the coordinator position on a major college team is as important as anything else. Like, that's why I was petrified for Syracuse, because they finally had a great season. Oh, right, and, and you're just ready to get poached. Their coach is coming, yeah, but you know, what, you know what they to... did? They signed into a seven-year contract oh, extension, yeah. and for big money. So and That's it's what like, they had to do. I mean, look, well, struggled for almost 20 years. Well, now they finally have a legit chance to build the top 20 program. You know, I mean, I think that's that's pretty clear as far as... Uh, I heard somebody saying this, that uh, in Alabama, it's a factory. Right. Yep. So you're uh, you're in a factory, and that's why they're just pumping these guys through. Constant. Where Clemson, it's more of a, a family. family. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's they're more both. Of a... But they're tied to too. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They both like they've beaten each other. Oh, I think the factory in the end will probably produce more championships. But they're tied to too. All I know is everyone this year. He does have that Everyone this year, including too, you, which, uh... was like this. Alabama team's the best team yeah. in history. They're winning everything at a historic. Yeah, you didn't grade. hold me to the coals for that. But, no, uh, but I'm telling you that my feeling, it, it wasn't even that Clemson was so good. It was just that this Alabama team isn't as good as people are saying. It's just a weird year. That, they were historically my, putting up numbers, though, yes. that I was putting up against historically. But I didn't yeah. feel like it was the kind of team that would be unbeatable. Like, when I watched Tua play, that dude's not an NFL quarterback. I don't care what you well, tell no, me. Well, what, no, what, what turned out to be was it was a down year in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the bowl games and how that went down, I mean, yeah. Texas— Clean, crushed. George's crushed. clock. Yeah, right. And everybody was like, "Oh, Georgia's going to destroy them. They're so much better. Yeah. They were. They almost beat Alabama and Texas floored them. Right. So, so I think the, the I SEC, think the SEC was not was as overrated. good as uh, we were used to. And, and it and also that and part it. of the reason for that is because every single year the SEC loses all of this junior talent at a rate that no other conference has to sustain. So. There's going to be years where they just don't replenish as much, and it just doesn't mature as much. And last year was one of those years where if you go look at all the juniors from the SEC drafted in the NFL, it's like, oh, my God. It was teams worth. Mm-hmm. So just what happens. Um, oh. I did have a Clemson ticket to win the national championship, though, at plus 375. So Congratulations. That I got it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So. They were my one team going it because that defensive line was just like nothing I've ever seen. So I was like, if there's going to be one team – that could knock out Alabama. 
You know, I asked this question in the game uh, this week. I don't know. You've seen, have you seen all the games? Yeah. It's, Probably because it's, it's Friday. Friday. That's right, right, right. But um, all right, so maybe I shouldn't even have given you that hint. But uh, uh, this, this is interesting to me because you talk about teams that were, like, once exceptionally dominant and programs that were, especially in college football, that were once, like, top of the line and now are just kind of nowhere – and there's two that I think dominated two Nebraska? decades. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. But how about the college football program that dominated the 80s and is nowhere now? Are you thinking of Miami? Yeah. Okay. Thinking, thinking of the U. I felt like Miami had a resurgence when they beat Notre That was just last year. They beat Notre Dame by like 40. So Miami, yeah, Miami last year, I, I remember where I was because Notre Dame was having a decent season and the, Miami just cleaned our clock. But uh, they had a down year again this year. Remember they had that whole turnover chain that they yep. do and they get an interception and then somebody wears Did a... you see what happened with the University of Miami's coaching hire? What happened to him? Yeah. Is it this no. week's current news? or It was recent. It was fairly recent. So what happened I don't was think I saw it. the Temple University hired a new coach, Okay, took the job. Literally, first week of recruiting, Mark Rich, the Miami coach, retired. Miami called up this coach who had gone to Miami or coached at Miami or whatever else. He quit the Temple job and took the Miami job. Why did Mark quit the Miami job? He retired. Guess health reasons or something like that. He's not. He's a young man. Mark Rich? Yeah. Not that young. Well, he coached Georgia for a while, but... A long time. But uh, he's not in his 60s, is he? Probably early 60s. That'd be my guess. Late 50s, early 60s. See, see, I thought finally they got their coach and that Miami was going to turn it around. Cause nope. That's a guy who would have had a much better career had it not been for Saban. Saban literally kept that guy out of the national championship at least three years. Because hmm. he was Stafford's coach when Stafford was in Georgia, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, he, he definitely was. Yeah, there's no question. And he finally got fired from Georgia because they had like because he couldn't beat Saban. But he's a good coach. Those Georgia teams are great. Good recruiter. He's 58. Yeah. So if he was still at Georgia, they'd probably have Trevor Lawrence there. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, Northern Georgia, number one prospect in the state. So you would have think you could keep him. Uh, all right, let's move on to something else. Uh, all right, the, let me give you, you one some, more. Yeah, yeah, go for it. This just has to get in this week. Do it. What NFL team became the first since the 1965 Bears, talking about Gale Sayers and Dick Buckus, NFL team became the first since the 1965 Bears with two all-pro rookies. So this NFL team has two all-pro rookies. First time it's happened in 53 seasons. Two all-pro rookies. It's got to be the Colts. You got it. Because it's uh, Lawrence, the linebacker. Leonard. Right? Le- Leonard, yeah, yeah. Darius. Uh, Darius Leonard, and then uh, that guard, Quentin Nelson, uh, Nelson who's just goddamn beast. Yeah. yeah, and people were like, oh, why are they taking this guy? Because he's the best guard in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, now though. you don't have to worry about guard anymore. Well, now you don't have to worry about uh, your offensive line stinking anymore. Their offensive got, line was so, dominant this dominant. year. They were yeah, pushing they got three first-round picks. Yeah, right. So, fabulous. It's getting better. So there you go. Yep. All right. I'm glad at least I got something that was in my wheelhouse. That always makes me feel good. When I miss those, I feel very bad. Because <laughs> you scout the draft, and then yeah, you should, you should, 
Give me this one's last one in the uh, talked a lot of uh, boxing today. You know, gave uh, Ali his first loss ever. Ali's first loss was to Joe Frazier. It was smoking Joe Frazier. What a time that must have been. That must have been really fun to watch. Did you see the renaming uh, Louisville Airport? Muhammad Ali. How was that not done already? already like I just right. saw that headline and I'm like, Isn't that's like not Louis all Armstrong. Right. Didn't he get like New Orleans no, that's the done world's... already? Yeah, yeah. Right. Louis Armstrong's got the yeah, world. He never that's knocked it. anybody out. Yeah, but I mean, Louisville didn't name like the. the <laughs> they should have named it Muhammad Ali. Was still alive? Like, why did they wait? In... What are they waiting for? Yeah, seriously. Twenty what, years ago, it could have been Muhammad you, Ali. What are you, Louisville Slugger Airport? Like, what is? What could you possibly? What was that? The first uh, horse to win the Derby. The first. <laughs> What was that? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Because with an A. The first the horse. first horse to win the Derby. Yeah, I can't think of its name. It begins with an A. Hmm. Okay. Not sure I know. Arista. Uh, Ar- I don't know. Eh, right, whatever. We'll figure it out at some point. Sorry. If you have the answer, been... feel free to tweet us at Quizzo Podcast. Uh, what do you, you want to move on to uh, geography history? or? Yeah, I'm ready. Go fire away. You give me the first one. What country's current capital is an anagram of its former capital? I love when these uncover themselves because this is just, there's only so, it's like Bitcoin. Oh my God. There's only so many of these out there. But what? So the country's current capital is, is an, an anagram, anagram of, of its, its former capital. capital. I'll think of the first horse to win the Derby while you're working on that. Aristod. No? <laughs> I gotta look it up. It's driving me nuts. I give up. Uh, is it, it up. India? No. Mumbai. It is not India. I don't know. I don't even know what I was talking about there. Uh, holy moly. All right. Let's see. So, Istanbul's capital, Constantinople. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to think what capital cities have even changed names. Siam. No wonder I couldn't think of it. I was so far off. Sir Barton is the first Triple Crown winning. Oh, yeah. That's why I couldn't figure it out. Uh, Siam. Maybe I was thinking of Affirmed, which was the last one to win it before American Pharaoh. <laughs> you got me, Nick. Toast. Japan. Tokyo? Tokyo and Kyoto, Kyoto, anagrams. Oh, wow. Never would have. I didn't know that, and I never would have gotten it. Didn't know that Kyoto, Kyoto was, was the, the capital. capital of Tokyo. Nope. I didn't expect you to know that, but I thought maybe if you just Felt knew like that there was Kyoto, sounded like each other. right? That would just maybe nah. that would. That's a good one, though. I think you can throw the hint there, like and give the continent. It's a tough enough. Uh, I think it's tough. It's a tough enough question to pinpoint the world. What about like famous for its? Uh, creepy looking food. No, no, I'm thinking of like Kyoto. Is not there like some Kyoto thing treaty that, that uh, Trump treaty. bailed on that There's, everybody's oh, up climate on? Climate treaty. There's the Kyoto climate treaty. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like famous for a climate a treaty. Treaty. A climate treaty. Yeah. <laughs> what former famous? What for former a, world famous capital for is an Hello Kitty? <laughs> <laughs> We've turned them all into Hello Kitty. Uh, okay. I talked a lot of Japan this week. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Land of the Rising Sun. Um, no, we were talking earlier in the week about how if we had to go to Asia, 
the border be between East and West Germany took on what nickname, Nick? Border between East. The, the border entry between East and West Germany took on what nickname? Checkpoint Charlie? You got it. All right. Checkpoint yeah, I Charlie. I needed that. I needed that entry. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Absolutely. Checkpoint Charlie. Made famous I... by a Elvis Costello song. Oh, really? Yes. Oliver's Army? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Checkpoint Charlie is uh, a lyric. Did you ever see uh, the movie Gotcha? Oh, my gosh. I did. I think I saw it at a sleepover when I was like 11. Oh, really? Right? Was Isn't like that, a, does that yeah, it's time like, out right? Was it in the 80s? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it basically, it's like uh, this guy is part of like a secret club that goes around shooting each other with paintballs. They have to like hunt people down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then he gets involved in a real like, okay. spy mystery going on. I don't going remember on. anything about it. I remember the cover had paintball on it. So he decides to go backpacking uh, across Europe, and he goes into Germany, and he ends up like this woman uh, who who's, uh, sounds like very Russian or whatever else, like seduces him. And she ends up, like, using him to smuggle stuff into... How old into... is this kid? He's, like, in college. Okay. He's in college. All right. And he's part of this club, and the club goes around, and it's basically, like, y- you get points to hunt people down, and you shoot them with a paintball, and if you tag them, you win your card. Okay. So so it's basically, you don't know these people, you're given their information, they're all over campus, and your job is to hunt them down. Do they know or... that they're being hunted? Yes. Okay. You know when you're being hunted, and you know when you're the hunter. All right, I got you. So that's the game, oh, and okay. uh, so it's it's a gotcha. it's a great right, and then you, you, you shoot him and you say gotcha, and it's one of those movies that ends with the line, gotcha. Oh right, snake, snake eyes, eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. still breaks the rule because it's a great movie. Oh, okay. uh, you know who's in it? Um, who is that doctor from ER uh, that everybody loves? He's like the geekiest looking dude, Matthew or Anthony Edwards. An- Anthony Edwards, yeah, he's the star. He's the star of Gotcha. Anthony, is he really? Anthony okay. Edwards. Yeah, I love that movie. I want to see that again. And you know what's made uh, mentioned in that movie? It's part of the soundtrack. I Love L.A. by Randy Newman. Is it? Yep. Oh. He's trying to escape, and he meets this, like, German punk rock band, and they give him a ride across the border. And that's and, the song that's playing? Well, he's like, I'm American. Can you help? And they're like, American? We love it. I love L.A. We love it. <laughs> it's just great because they don't it's speak like any so English. so 80s European. Oh, it was. Yeah. Well, so they dress like the two of them up like punk rockers. So when they got through and have all their thing, it's like they look at this person and look at uh, the actual person. The guy's got like crazy ass hair and whatever yeah. else. And they look at this guy and then they look at him and he's got like the nose ring and the lips and whatever else. Great moment. That's great. Gotcha. Dead air. All right, what do we got? Uh, uh, am I asking? I think, I think I'm up. up. Yeah, I haven't asked you anything. Um, okay. So, what serial killer in Los Angeles turned out to be the work of two men? The Hillside Strangler? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, that was in the yes, 80s, too, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. I think it was his, <coughs> his like cousin or nephew or something. And that they was were before related. the internet, so you couldn't just go find other psychos uh, <laughs> right, to, <laughs> to join forces with. You had to be related hard. to them. Yeah, you were pretty much a loner usually. Well, yeah, you know, but like, you had to be related oh, to them. Related right. to them. Well, my nephew's got a little something wrong in the head, too. Two of us will make some <laughs> deals together. Let's go talk about some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, right, so there you go. We'll go in our basement. Time. We'll get one of them radios. What, what were those called? It's like I always think about that. Like Maniacs used to talk on the yeah, CB radios. Yeah, I always used to think that it's got to be very weird to grow up in a place where the place is known most famously for something terribly tragic that happened there. And like nothing like, like like if you go to Columbine High School, 
Uh, and people see that. It's like, I have to show up every single day in this high school. It's called Columbine yeah. when High the, When the word Columbine is mentioned, you just right. get this, like, feeling like, of just, horrible, like, yeah. like just they, they gotta change, someone's gotta change the name of the Right. It's gotta town. be, like, George Washington, Colorado, or, like, you know, Barack Obama, I was Colorado. To, to somebody who was talking about, uh, what's that house in uh, Long Island where they had the, uh... The Amityville Horror House? Yes. Is that what, Amityville Horror House? Yes. So they were driving by. This house. That is notoriously haunted. There's all these like reports. Well, it turned out that the story was just this guy just killed his family or something like that. Or just, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it, it, it really wasn't, you know, a, a haunting as much. But anyway, it was in the movie and they yeah. made the movie about it. But people go and drive by this house at a rate that's just it's like just driving into the neighborhood. People are staring at you because they know that you're, you're just like, going like the house. in this house. That's the Sopranos and house. Then, and then it's like the Sopranos house in like, Caldwell, New Jersey. They as we're driving by. There's other cars all driving by, looking right. so just looking like all day sure. long, anytime. All day long. Just yeah. people. So how about the, you crazy. So the, the two houses that I know that are my favorite story about this? The first one is the Sopranos house, Caldwell, New Jersey. You could look it up, and you can go see where Tony Soprano, you know, drove his car into the driveway and whatever. It's how the the uh, intro ended. Yeah, the but intro. the the best story is, is it in, on that uh, cul-de-sac? Yeah, it's on a cul-de-sac, yeah. and it's it, look. There's people that see live where there. Pussy was sleeping in his car. Yeah, yeah the for whole nine yards. Yes, absolutely. So. My favorite story, though, is in New Mexico, the house from Breaking Bad, which is on a real street. Yeah. Okay. You know what people do? They deliver constantly. Pizzas. They throw pizzas on they throw the roof. Pizzas on the roof. Constantly. <laughs> this family's had to remove fifty pizzas since. Yeah, if you're throwing pizzas on the roof of that house, like you should go to jail for a long time. You're, <laughs> you're like, total. You're not funny. Right. It's like you're not really, funny. Throw the what is the it's maximum penalty? Throwing a pizza on somebody's house. How bad house? is that? Like you, you, like you get this oh. house, you have no idea, and then all of a sudden, oh! I don't like clean a pizza off the kitchen floor, let no. alone off the roof of your no. house. Oh no! It never stays upright either. It always <laughs> flips over. <laughs> Gotta get a hose. Jeez. <laughs> Plus, they do it overnight, so you wake up like the birds are all up there eating, pooping after eating all the pizza. Squirrels. Yeah. So, so the one thing is, if you buy the Amityville house. I get it. You probably got a great discount on it. Say it's a half a million dollar house, so you bought it for three seventy five. But the guy that's got to live like two houses down, that's the guy I really feel bad for because yes. he paid full price for his house, and he's got he's these assholes driving up and down, and no one's buying right. his house exactly. ever. Right. Exactly. Never exactly. getting rid of exactly that house. Right. That house is worthless. You have to either live in it or that's it. All right, let's move on to entertainment because we're. I got one more. Okay, you got one, one more. more this was all, crazy. And, and I gotta talk about this quick. All right, what song is considered the anthem of the Confederacy? What song is considered the anthem of the Confederacy? Always good that the Confederacy gets an anthem and such. Um, well, I got. I, I don't spend much time on Twitter, but this had one of the greatest tweets. I, I hope it's. Happens. I hope it's something like um, uh, dueling banjos. Not doing Dukes of Hazard, what they played when the the horn honked. Dixie, Dixie. There you go, Dixie, Dixie, Dixie. Sure. So, did you see this on ESPN? ESPN played Dixie on one of their like they were doing a broadcast about the Colts Chiefs game, and in the background, Andrew Luck. Oh, they just played the song Dixie. They played, they, they played Dixie, yeah, as relating to this, uh, 
you know, how well he's done in the South or, or something like that. They play Dixie. And then, so, so somebody's like, did ESPN just play Dixie? He's like, no, ESPN, I'm an African-American man, and I don't wish I was in Dixie right now. It's like, how, how insensitive. Dixie. They apologize, though. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> uh, well, the good thing is if you type in Dixie, the Dixie Chicks is what comes up. So I can't even find Dixie uh, on Spotify. I think it might be called The Heart of Dixie. Is that the do I, have, I don't know. right here I just have Dixie, Dixie Delight by Alabama? No. Heart Dixie Chicken by Little Feet. Love that. No, song. that's not that's not it. Be old Dixie Chicken. Let's see. Heart of Dixie. Oh my lord. I feel like I'm gonna be on an FBI watch list just for typing this. The Heart of Dixie by Danielle Bradbury. What are we in for, folks? What are we in for? This can't be it. This can't be it. Sounds very country to me, though. She had a dead end job. No, but but you know it's a you know it's a country song. You know it starts with a dead end job. She had a dead end job. Truck won't start. But she's got her radio. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, my God, it is. So it's hard to even make fun of it because it's all so cliche that it's too cliche. Yeah. It's like I can't even I can't even write that. Like, yeah, we got We got to get song. even. Yeah, we got to make it even more of a bummer. Yeah. It's I, like I, um, I deep in the heart of Dixie. Could that be it? Look up uh, Confederacy Anthem. Yeah, that's something I really don't want to type Start into with a that. Google search, but okay. I guess we're going to Confederacy Anthem. It's called Dixie. I know, I know that. Anthem. Lyrics. Let's see. Confederacy. Unofficial national anthem. Dixie's Land. I wish I was in Dixie. Dixie. Yeah, there you go. It's a song. It's just called Dixie. It's called Dixie. Also known as Dixie's Land, or I wish I was in Dixie. Oh, Dixieland. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Not Heart of Dixie. Ugh. Just sounds so. I don't know. It sounds so fake. It's like pleasant. No, so like, yeah, everything's wonderful in Dixieland <laughs> until we start hanging them. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just so yeah. like. Oh, yeah. oh god, yeah. But yeah. ESPN, you can't do that. <laughs> I yeah, I, that it's unbelievable. Like, fortunately, Spotify doesn't have it anywhere. So like, which makes me happy. Get you can't even get it right. They're like, nah, I'm good. Go for Spotify. We're good. We don't need you playing Dixie. <laughs> we don't need that. Raising out. money for the KKK, probably. So I wonder where there. ESPN even got the clip. Right. I didn't even know there was a way to get music besides Spotify. I guess uh, YouTube. So everything's there. Okay. Well, I wish I was in Dixieland. And what's the cover of the YouTube video? The Confederate flag, <laughs> sure. everybody. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this, this is sounds it. like some straight-up racist stuff yeah, to me. This is it. So this is what they were playing behind Andrew Luck? Yes. Clips? <laughs> like, oh, my God. No, ESPN. I'm yeah, an yeah. African-American man, and I don't wish I was in Dixie right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this, this right. is... That's a Disney station. Yeah, that, no good. <laughs> no good. No good. When I hear that yeah, noise, yeah, that noise know, screams you know to me, run. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. That is not what I'm looking for at I all. Do not want to be pulled over. Oh my and god! Hear that noise? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's behind you, boys? Um, all right, let's see what we got here. Let's move on to. All right, we're in entertainment, so I got a question for you. This is. Uh... Ooh, we got pulled over in Alabama, and the 
officer came over and was like, what did, what did we do? And he's like, well, you got New Jersey plates. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what, like, what do you do? I was like, right, but what did we do to get, like, you're driving through Alabama, Alabama with New Jersey plates. plates. Do you think that you're not, not going to get, get pulled over? Like, we want to know. We want to have a look at you. Have a look at you. don't see a lot of people from Jersey <laughs> flowing through like, this. It's like, so you can't just drive through Alabama with Jersey plates. No. No. You can't. No. You absolutely cannot. If you like, don't worry, I'll radio ahead. I'll let them know I'll that I got it. I got <laughs> you. This guy's all right. He doesn't have anything going on. He's just trying to get from point A to point B. It's okay. Well, but we, we like business. to have a look at He you. was out visiting his mama in Texas. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Okay. Um, all right. So do you know who uh, gave the award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, according to a famous cartoon? All right. Are so we what cartoon? What? No, we're in entertainment. We moved on. We're gone. We're out of geography. So right. We're already over whole, an hour. I need that whole question again. What cartoon? What cartoon? Presented the award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. It's one of the longest running jokes on a show. It's a, it's a great joke. Is this a cartoon like from when we were kids? Or is this something that's more recent? It's in the middle. It, it's If I say anything else, it gives okay, it away. Okay, all right. I don't think I know this joke. Top five all-time cartoon. Like, it's not even a top two, top three. I don't know. Outstanding... The first annual award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Am I looking for a cartoon character? Yes. Or a... This character presented this award. It's named after him. It's called the award. It's this person's award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Somebody out there right now is screaming at the podcast because they've seen this, this episode. Not my, I, this is not my ah, thing. All right. I, I don't know cartoons. So the Springfield well. Civic Center. So I'm, thinking of the, I'm thinking of the Simpsons, but I'm just thinking of, like, what character? So the Springfield Civic Center hosts the first annual Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Gotcha. I should have thought In of one Mr. of these Burns. episodes, I forgot what the premise exactly was, Mr. Burns. but Mr. Burns had to convince everybody he was like a good guy so they're like why don't you name an award and like uh present it to somebody oh, dude, like nobel did yeah right yeah. like nobel right so he's like what should we name it <laughs> and like uh i think homer somebody picked the name and the the name is the most ridiculous <laughs> yeah, just, generic it's hurting my head trying right, to think of the for the award for achievement and excellence in the wait the achievement i gotta i gotta get the thing because it's just such a master class use of fluff like, you know, what you would expect uh, the government to, to pull off or something actually legitimate. But I always thought this was brilliant. Yeah. The Montgomery Award, uh, Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. His middle <laughs> name is Ward? No. Montgomery oh, Burns Ward. Award. Okay. I'm thinking Montgomery Ward. Isn't or that Montgomery a... Montgomery Ward is a, a, a retail store. Got yes. it. Okay. All right. So there you go. What else do you got? Uh, who signed on to play Barbie in an upcoming live-action film? Yes. Oh, is it Paris? Paris Hilton? Is she back? No, it's not. <laughs> Who's the most Barbie-looking Barbie I can think of? Pew. Damn. 
Was that like a big honor? You think like you get you, like you were selected to play Barbie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. I think I think it's like the biggest honor. I can't think of a bigger honor. Like as a girl growing up, be actually becoming Barbie. You know, it's almost as good as having that guy coach you. Um, <laughs> who? Would be who's Barbie? Barbie. Well, who's uh, who was Harley Quinn? Ah, you got it, Tanya Harding. Yes, Tanya Harding. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. The hottest blonde I can think of <laughs> is Margot it. Robbie, and that's you Barbie. That's Barbie. Right, well, there you go. They got they, that casting they, call right. They, they nailed it. <laughs> right. There's they no, no argument for me because yep. that would have been my counter to whoever you chose that wasn't so, her. So now, if you're t- remember, we were talking like this has probably been over a year now, but we were talking about how if you're Tanya Harding, right. you should have just disappeared. Once Margot Robbie played you, because now this whole generation of people grow up thinking you look like Barbie, (laughs) right? Well, now really, you really don't let anybody see a picture of you. She went from getting nominated for an Academy Award playing you, and now shave your head, stay, go Jenner. Get out! I'm telling you, like you go need Jenner. to, you need to. What does that mean to go Jenner? You know what that means? Sex change. Get it out! Just yeah, it disappear. Live your life as somebody else. You do not need to let anyone ever see. Yeah. Fake your death. Yeah, and you, you will change go down your name. In history. You're like, oh Margot my god, Robbie. Tanya Harding was gorgeous. She looked like Barbie. In fact, the same actress who played her played Barbie. That's gonna be somebody's gonna have that conversation in twenty years. That was the huh? first thing I thought about Tanya. when I saw that. Uh, you you like, have to Tanya, man. heed free time, <laughs> free time. <Tanya. laughs> you know what? Like I think I want to start ending instead of aces up. I'm gonna go with hashtag free Tanya and just start to see what people's responses like. What is Tanya? Who's Tanya. You're like yeah, Tanya Harding. No, is that the name of uh, Napoleon Dynamite's llama? No, it's Tina. Tina. Fat lard. <laughs> Shut up. I love that movie. I don't know. Well, that's such a guilty pleasure for me, Napoleon Dynamite. This is so in your wheelhouse, but I didn't know it. So it's going to be the last it. one, so get it out. It's the last one? Last one. Unless you want to give me two more back to back. I got nothing left for you, unfortunately. I mean, this one is just silly. We talked about Miley so much Are you familiar earlier? with the line, I'd buy that for a dollar? I'd buy that for a dollar? You're familiar with the line. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very old-timey, and I like old-timey lines. Why? Oh, it's actually from a 1987 movie. Why I'd buy that for a dollar? Is it ringing a bell? Who framed Roger Rabbit? No. Uh, Johnny Dangerously? I'd buy that for a dollar. Nope. It's like, uh, remember uh, that guy we had, uh, what was his name? Mr. Ed, not Mr. Ed, uh, Crazy Eddie. Sure. Like that crazy TV guy trying to sell. Of course. So they were making a play on that character. And it was a recurring thing through the movie where on the TV they would have this guy doing a commercial. Like, I'd buy that for a dollar. He's trying to sell his appliances. Anyway, yeah. I didn't remember this either, but I knew the thing I'd buy that for a dollar, so I thought maybe you know. Uh, Robocop. Oh, okay, because it's set in the future. Yes. Yeah, so it's like. It's yeah, a 1987 movie. Like right, right. It's like, but future. it's a dystopian future yes. in Detroit, so it's like the guy on the. I make it easier, and the question is like, what? Dystopian future action movie from 1987. <laughs> exactly. Set in all Detroit. Those, all those things. With a giant said. robot who may have been part of law enforcement. What half dystopian. Fan half robot. What police officer action hero. Film. As you I said it before. Anything. As you called it before. The public. Up. Do you know who was Robocop? I don't. P. 
Peter Weller, I think was his ah, name. Good. I'm almost positive. Sounds right. Yeah. And so it, it was like, that's all he did. Like, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but, like, his thing is like, oh, you're RoboCop. All right, I'll leave you with this one. Leave me with it. Can you tell me the first female rapper inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame? You know that Songwriters Hall of Fame? You familiar with that? Yes, and now I'm so excited because I was absolutely not sure what I wanted to end the show with. and I was going to use an old intro or old outro. Oh, well, I'm glad you have something because I was going to say, this person is now in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and I can't name one lyric ever. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You got it. Come on, is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. This is enough to get you into the Hall of Fame? If you got a big, let me search it. If you got a big, I got to work it. Let me search it. I got to work it. I like to get to know ya so I can show ya. Is the milkshakes by the yard gonna get into the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame? How many hits for Missy Elliott's work it? Become, I need to shave my chocha. There's your Hall of Fame moment, folks. Before you come over, I need to shave my chocha. Put her in. <laughs> Hall of Fame. All right. That's a Hall of Fame lyric, folks. You got it, Missy. We're not going to question you anymore, honey. I'll say 270 million hits. 100 million. 96 million. Not bad, right? Before you come over, I gotta shave my what? <laughs> Go back and rewind, folks. Right. Dad, you want to hear her number one? This is not her number one. You want to hear? Oh, that's what I was thinking. How many hits for her number one? Not much more. 102 million. Ready? Yeah. Get your hair did. Hall of Fame. All right. I don't know. All right, folks, that does it for the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Uh, for Nick, my name is Drew. We'll see you at QuizzoTrivia.com, episode 93 in the books. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Mississippi putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told y'all mother, y'all can't stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Is you with me now? The biggie, biggie bounce. I know you dig the way I switch my style. Holla, holla. People sing around, now people gather around, now people jump around.